This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to another very special one hour or less longer travel edition of Line Dance Podcast. It's so travel edition that I'm about to start the car right now. Megan and I are in Indianapolis, Indiana. We are just now leaving that airport-ish area, specifically the area of a McDonald's parking lot, (laughs) because you do what you need to to put food in your belly. All right. The things that we are going to talk about today, in in addition to safe driving and uh, alertness and attention to the road and all those good things, are the events of last weekend. Last weekend on Friday night, we went to Boots and Buckles Dance Club. And then after that, we went on Saturday. We went Saturday. We went Saturday. To Cambria, Western Dance Jamboree, their, their annual event. And what Megan is pulling up right now is the list of dances that were done at Boots and Buckles in uh, Fremont Community Center, I believe it was. Is that, uh, or is it Centerville? Centerville Community Center? Centerville. Yes. All right, so unfortunately I will not be able to radio voice your way through the list. Take the next right toward West but I will then turn left. take the next right toward Thompson Road and then go left. Is this it? Oh, it's this left. That's the left I'm going to take. All right, handing the mic over to Megan. Here we go. Okay, so it looks like we're going to have a little bit of uh, GPS interference during this list. In 1,000 feet, turn right onto the I-465 East, I-74 East ramp. Sounds good to me, Lola. (laughs) Yes, we named my GPS Lola. So... It, we started with All My Exes, Tightrope, Sweet Caroline, Come Dance With Me, Lay Low, To the Moon and Back. We had a special teach by Donna Frankel, Frankel sorry, I apologize, uh, for Scarborough Waltz, Lonely Drum, Summer Kisses, Winter Tears was another teach by Donna, uh, Should Be Loved, Stitches, Ghost of You, The Ghost of You, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again, Amor de Halo. Amor de Halo. There you go. (laughs) Gentlemen, Just Drunk Enough, She Bangs, A Complete Change, My Reason, East to West with Shooters, and then I Wanna, Amame, Beautiful Wonderful, People Are Good, Italiano, You Are the Reason, Electric Love, Time to Surrender, Witness, Baby Likes to Rock It, which was a dance card. Uh, Pull You Through, Solo Amor, I Was Wrong, Extreme Love, which was another dance card. Tiptoe, which was a dance card. And we ended with The Last Word. Now, one of the cool things I like about Boots and Buckles is they have these dance cards that you can win through raffles and other various things that you can obtain one by. And what you can do is you can write down 
your favorite dance that you want to do and they will play it off of this dance card so it's more than just a request so they'll take several of these throughout the night and then pretty much guarantees your dance being played uh, time permitting so that's one of the fun things about boots and buckles they also have a really neat way of requesting is they have a bunch of lists of dances that people just initial in little boxes right next to the dance um, and they can just kind of gauge as to see how many people want that dance. Because sometimes, you know, you request a bunch of dances and it turns out you're the only person who knows them. Versus sometimes you and 15 of your friends know them. So it's kind of nice to see which ones get played that way. Um, did you have anything to add? Oh, I spent a lot of the time talking with Doris Volts, who created the site Line Dance Fun dot com dot net it's definitely line dance fun and she also has her site dorisvolts.com where she has uh, it's d-o-r-i-s-v-o-l-z dot com it's got a timeline of dance history and uh, i've actually been looking through that a lot lately trying to find old classics that uh, people enjoyed that uh, people might still enjoy if we brought them back uh our next boots and buckles i believe is going to be at swiss park in newark uh, they alternate between that location and Fremont Community Center at Centerville. I also liked that uh, Van and Celia had that sort of almost like a whiteboard uh, system with their markers so that you didn't just have to initial things and then throw away all the paper afterward. They had an erasable system on the far right. Oh, yeah, those were laminated. Yes. So that was nice. Um, so that was Friday night in... Oh. Also, they uh, they may have done some birthday celebrations for those with February birthdays. What can you say about that? There was cake. Yes, there was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I am a birthday celebrator. So, uh, un- unfortunately, I got called out and they sang um, happy birthday to me and a few other of my February birthday friends um not embarrassing whatsoever yes it's definitely one of those things that i turn bright red when they start singing happy birthday to me so um then we made our way a lot further south to get ready for the cambria western dance jamboree on saturday february 24th when did we book our hotel for that we booked our hotel, I believe, that night, that day, something like that. Pretty much on on the on route, <laughs> as it tends to be our fashion lately. Um, very last minute. Oh, look, there's a dance event. Let's, let's go. Uh, so that actually started at 9 a.m. We were not there at 9 a.m. We were definitely not there at 9 a.m. Um, unfortunately... We got to our hotel, which I don't remember where it was. Oh, San Simeon, I believe. It was the Silver Surf Motel. Yes. Um, the, uh, the, the front desk folks were kind enough to leave the magnetic... Was it the magnetic or like radio chip card? Whatever the one you use, you swipe in front of the door. Oh, okay. That would be a uh, RF chip, I believe. They left that under the mat in front of the front office uh, because they, they were going to be asleep. And they were... Uh, thoughtful enough to give us a call to let us know that that's where we could find it so that when we came in the middle of the night, our key was under the mat. Yeah. 
Silver Surf Motel. Tell your friends. <laughs> but actually, surprise, to be. surprisingly enough, even as shady as that was, it was a really cute room. Oh, I love that place. I'd, I'd, I'd recommend it. Yeah. It had a view of the ocean if you uh, took a walk in the direction of the ocean. Yeah, which was like pretty much across the street. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was a really cute, clean, and it looked modern and up to date. I mean, it's definitely as scary to say one of the nicer places we have stayed for dance events on a budget on a budget um even not on a budget but yeah it was it was pretty affordable too which was nice um so the next day the western dance jamboree started at 9 a.m and there was a couple different ways they did this they had uh looks like they had three different venues to go to um in this small little town the Grammar School hosted the line dancing. The Vets Hall hosted the couples dancing. And the Catholic Church was for a newcomer level. And it looked like mostly... Um, oh, no. Actually, it looks like all different because there's some country two-step in here. There's some line dance basic patterns. There's a basic waltz. There's an easy line dance. Um, and a little bit more two-step. Uh, the hall did close at 4, so they had a couple different lessons going through from 9 a.m. to 4, it looks like. Um, we, of course, stayed in the line dance area, so we were at the grammar school for the majority of the day. Um, the first lesson kicked off with Kat Painter, and she taught Everyday Ordinary and Stomp Like What. By whom is Stomp Like What? I, I seem to remember seeing that at UCWDC Worlds in San Francisco this year. Well, I really hope you saw it, considering you helped compete it. <laughs> that would be by John O'Lieberman. And then... Wait, world champion John O'Lieberman? Yes, world champion. Wow. Good choice by Kat. <laughs> um, I, unfortunately, am awful at pronouncing last names. So, Marie, I apologize in advance. Um, at the 10 o'clock lesson was by Marie Del Gior- Giorgio? Gior- I, I believe it. Okay. Um, and she taught Heartache on the Dance Floor. I don't remember whose version that was. And then she, da- she taught Drinking Problem, which was Darren Bailey's. Uh, the next hour, which was 11 a.m., uh, Jenna Co. Corver, Corver, Schaefer uh, taught the Mac. At noon, you had Tabitha Cranes with Honky Tonk Highway and Lonely Drum. At uh, one, it looks like you had Karen Blair with You Look Good, and on this list it says to be announced. I do not recall which lesson she ended up teaching then. Uh, at two p.m., Cat Painter was back on with Uma Thurman, which is Derek Steele's. Champion Derek Steele? Yeah, world champion Derek Steele. Wow. And then, oh, wait, she also taught another world champion's dance, which would be K's for kicks, which would be, I don't know, world champion Christopher Gonzalez? Yeah, uh uh-oh. Interesting choice. (laughs) Uh, Marie came back on at 3 p.m. with You Broke Up With Me and Lucky Touch. Jenna came back on at 4 p.m. with Boom Pow by Joe and Scott. And then Karen Blair f- 
finished up with bumpin' tailgates at 5 p.m. There was then a, a dinner break and line dancing uh, started back up at 8 p.m. Uh, we definitely had a little bit of trouble trying to figure out what we were going to eat for dinner. Uh, but we decided on a few things. Uh, we went to like one of the little local grocery store and picked up a couple items. Um, I had I had a peanut butter and je- uh, peanut butter sandwich, and then I think I had some rice pudding and what did you end up having? Oh, I had everything. I had a box of <laughs> what, like an apple, uh, smoked clams, uh, yogurt. I think maybe there was some cheese in there. Uh, a salad. I made myself a salad. Um, I don't know if I ate that salad. Maybe I ate it later. I don't think I ate it there. I, think it I vaguely there. remember you eating it later. Okay. But I think I ate everything but the salad. <laughs> I saved the salad for dessert and then just never got around to it. So then the open dance, like I said, started at about 8 p.m. And went to roughly about 10, 30, 11, I believe it was. Um, and those were Toes, Walk the Line, Uptown Funk. Rockin' the Wagon Wheel. They reviewed Bump and Tailgates. Uh, they started Fake ID. However, unfortunately, there was only one one party out there. And um, so that got canceled, unfortunately. Sad Panda. Uh, Heartache on the Dance Floor was a review. Then Imelda's Way. Blue Ain't Your Color. Stomp Like What was a review. The Mac with review. If I Was You, Fly Like a Bird, Booze Cruise, You Look Good with Review, X's and O's, Everyday Ordinary with Review, Um, There Is a Dirt on My Boots Here, which you made a mental note of Toe, Heel, Steps, Right, Left. I think that's so that you can go back later and figure out whose version it was. Yes. Um, Then there was a review of Drinking Problem. And then Lonely Drum, Come Dance With Me. I guess they started to play Holy Cowgirl and stopped. I'm not sure why. Don't recall at the moment. They then reviewed Boom Pow, You Broke Up With Me, Honky Tonk Highway. Then we had a special request for Whatever Happens. Then they reviewed K's for Kicks. Then there was The Fighter, a... Turbo Teach slash review of Black Coffee and then Nancy Mulligan and then they reviewed Uma Thurman and they ended at 10.31pm it looks like. Looks like earlier during open dance there was Dirt on My Boots, Hoot Nanny, Clap Snap, All Jacked Up, New Thing, Boomerang, Shape of You, there was Fake ID, Saddle Up Shoddy, Black Horse, Rockin' the Wagon Wheel, Ain't Misbehaving, um, some version of Badonkadonk, not the one that we know, and then Loving Me is Red. By whom? That would be by Elliot Marr yeah. of L.A. So, another friend of ours. So that was most of Saturday, at least. And... There were a surprising number of people who recognized us from Palm Springs, as well as uh, some from Vegas. 
I thought that was interesting, being all the way out in the western coastal area that folks from, you know, an event as far south east in California as Palm Springs uh, were also out there dancing with us. Also, there was a large contingent of Bakersfield line dancers, and they all had matching shirts. I was very impressed to see them representing when the last time we were down at Bullshed, it seemed like things had you know kind of died down since the last time I was there, but uh, we did some further research into Bakersfield line dancing afterwards, and it looks like it's going strong in what looks like um, sort of like a warehouse setting, uh, very spacious and well-lit, and I was thinking, you know, we could probably get on something like that locally as well. What did you think about the the folks who were very friendly and welcoming to us in the Cambria event? Well, other than the fact that they just really screamed, you know, your general experience with a line dance person being very friendly and fun and um, welcoming, uh, definitely made me excited to potentially get back out there or even further south and even see about new venues that we hadn't been to yet or haven't been to in a long time and see if we can't either connect with or reconnect with some some folks and you know just broaden the world a little bit i also thought that their request list system was interesting because they similarly to boots and buckles have Dances and then little squares to the right where you can check off with, but not initial uh, which ones you're interested in. They go all out. It looks like they have requests for everything that has ever been taught in the area in the last several events or years because they had six clipboards, each with about three pages of dances clipped onto them. So that's a good number of dances. When you think about how many lines of you know size 12 or 14 font print that is uh, from top to bottom that's a lot of dances to choose from I noticed that it was so scattered that uh, some of the dances would only have as many as two or four requests and they would play it because it was at least then it was still the most with boots and buckles you could expect maybe you know over a dozen signature or, uh, or initials before that'll be the clear favorite with this it was just everything everywhere you know a check here a check there what did you think of their uh, their vast selection of dances um i liked that they had a list of everything i thought that was really really cool i'm always a fan of the ones where you can like initial next to the dance so you can see how many people however i did feel kind of along those lines of sometimes too big of a selection can be hard to make decisions and it's hard to know which ones to really play um, and who's going to be out there for what. But I, I always like the idea that it's written down for you so you don't have to be like, oh, what's that one called? Or even if you have an idea, oh, doesn't that one start with, um, oh, I believe it starts with a P. You can look at the sections in the P and hopefully, um, you know, like actually spark a memory that way. Looks like we're coming up with a little bit of traffic here. <laughs> so, as we were saying earlier, I guess rush hour is rush hour everywhere. Yep. I also noticed that you fell very well into the role of wall leader for various dances, including one that was new to both of us, uh, Uma Thurman. That one uh, I, I had never learned before, and I, I thought it to be interesting um, in its structure and its movements. I suppose it, um, Kat has brought it to 
Stoney's recently? Is, is that? I, th- I think that um, that she was either teaching that at a recent workshop or was thinking about teaching it at an upcoming workshop. What were your thoughts as wall leader for Uma Thurman? Um, I know that it put a little bit of pressure on me because I had never even really... Okay, let me rephrase that. If I had seen the dance before, I do not recall ever seeing the dance before. So it was a brand new to me dance and... I knew that it's it's tricky when you're up there and you have so many people and you're trying to describe things. Um, the back walls, the back couple rows can get lost really, really quickly because sometimes the way you describe something isn't exactly what you're doing. I know, perfect example, um, in Can't Walk Away, you have the coaster with a quarter cross and if you don't say quarter cross, you just say coaster cross, people are going to do a coaster step and then just cross the last step over as opposed to actually doing a quarter turn as they cross. And so if you're in the back couple rows, you can't necessarily see that. Um, unless... Keep left to continue on I-465 North. Sorry, there's some directions going on there. Um, so you can't exactly see that unless you're really, really paying attention to what the instructor up on stage is doing. So that's one thing. The other thing is when you turn around in a dance, most people like try and crane their neck back to the front to see what the instructor is trying to explain. So if you have someone who can um, interpret what what the instructor is saying on the back wall, preferably someone who actually knows the dance is preferable, but it's easier to follow someone that now that you're looking at a new wall. Um, I, however, you know, like I think I, I, one of the guys came up to me and he goes, I'm going to stand next to you because you know the dance. And I was like, well, I'm a quick study. I don't know the dance yet. Um, he goes, okay, well, I'm still standing next to you because you look like you know what you're doing. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Uh, so it's one of those things where I really like being a help to people in learning the dance as well as anyone who's teaching the dance because I know from my own personal experience sometimes it's just nice to know that you have the support on the floor and that you can reference them hey now that we're facing three o'clock if you need to look at anybody you know Chris is on the floor Um, so you don't have to crane your neck quite so far to me it also helps that I don't have to like jump off the stage and run around the entire dance floor um one, one of the few things I do like is like when people are like, can you show me this? I will get off the, the stage and come down into that area and I'll show it in a couple pockets um, on the floor, which Kat did do for um, Uma Thurman in a couple spots. She ran around the floor to, to make sure people knew floor. what they were doing and um, really understood the steps, which I thought was really good of her. What did you think about the youthful energy uh, with all of the folks there from Cal Poly Line Dance Club who usually dance at the grad in San Luis Obispo? Um, I had a nice, rejuvenated excitement that there was so many younger folks at an e- a dance event that seemed really, really excited to be dancing. Um... I did notice that sometimes their excitement overpowered the microphone. 
And so it was a little hard to hear sometimes when uh, some of the instructors were over up there. But it was so refreshing just to see them rush out to the dance floor every time they said, okay, here's a new lesson. Or they called a new song. And they all rushed out. And they all, like, had a blast. And you could just tell that they absolutely loved doing it. And having that many of the younger crowd was certainly different experience for us I know um when it's not a bar setting so I thought that was really cool and it made me excited to potentially make more trips to that particular area and maybe you know meet some people and make some friends and you know just kind of share that kind of enthusiasm I may have at least one more thought on on Cambria do you have any any more regarding that particular event before we move on to the next day? I really liked how easygoing the event environment felt, but the lessons were varying of levels. Like, I thought it was really cool, because I know sometimes when you go to those, like, that ease flow, you know, like, just kind of enjoy no major stress or, like, you have to get this dance because, you know, it's going to be the hot hit or something like that. Pressure... Um, the dances are either A, really, really on the easy, basic side, or they're on the really, really stressful, complex side, depending on what side the event is going at. Um, so to have that kind of ease, easy going, really just fun, lighthearted, everybody's there just to kind of enjoy and celebrate life and dance, um, with all kinds of levels of dance, I thought that was really cool. As well as I hope to return next year. I noticed that the Got Country, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, world champion Got Country Santa Barbara dance team had a table of food out. And just like little things, muffins and cupcakes and whatnot. And the same went for Boots and Buckles with their back table of food. And the same goes for the event of the next day, which was the Roner Park uh, Social and again, there's a back table full of food, and I really appreciate that about these um, these smaller events. I, when you go to the you know, major hotel events, you're kind of on your own. You got to go to the gift shop. You got to purchase a dinner, get Uber Eats or something. But uh, with when when you have a smaller venue, you have people who are more uh, empowered to bring their own baked goods or uh, you know snacks, uh, adult or non-adult beverages. And uh, and kind of share with everybody else who's there and kind of let people know what kind of things you're into and then find out what they're into as well, uh, food and beverage-wise. And it keeps you fueled throughout the day because the smaller events don't tend to be quite as taxing as like several hours of open dance until 4 a.m. Those snacks can go a long way just for the dancing that you're, you're um, doing. Also, on our way back from that event... Uh, would you be able to give folks a context of just how far we drove from uh, from Rohnert Park to Fremont and then Fremont to the Cambria area? Um, well, that's a little bit of a challenge to give you an idea of how far we drove, other than the fact that it was probably at least four to five hours each way. Um, coming back was a little bit more on the longer side with a little bit more stress due to uh, car malfunctions. That's in the works of being fixed, however, so our journey can continue. 
Um, but yeah, it was it was several hours. I think we had left what about eleven o'clock the Cambria area, give or take. And we're making some some traffic maneuvers here. Um, so on the way back. We, we left at about 11, and we didn't get to San Francisco until about, like, what, 3.30-ish in the morning? Heavy on the ish. <laughs> um, and that is where we encountered a uh, malfunction of my vehicle. And we met a lovely tow truck driver. Yes. Um, so we ended up getting towed all the way home from... Uh, San Francisco to uh, Ronert Park, which for, for yes, thank goodness for AAA's. Uh, I'm not sure which version, but it's the middle one. I know that much with the hundred mile towing. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we got home. We're alive. That's the important part. Cars can be fixed and or replaced. And the social the next day didn't start till afternoon, so that was very helpful. Yes, thankfully. Um, I think we ended up getting close uh, home closer to like 6 o'clock in the morning by the time the tow truck was able to show up and get everything going. Um, so then that's when we crashed and went to bed. Crashed in a, a, a metaphorical sense, not in a auto collision sense. <laughs> that would be a real malfunction of the vehicle. Um, and we took what I like to call a nap. Anything less than four hours is a nap. Um, and then we made our way to the Ronert Park Social, which is normally hosted by Dolly. However, due to some personal issues, she was unable to be there and requested that Chris and I host the the event and DJ and kind of do our thing. Fortunately, we are very well acquainted with the dancers who were in attendance because we have ourselves attended Dolly's Wednesday and Thursday classes, which are her intermediate and beginner uh, students, as well as Ellen. I want to just in my mind, I'm seeing it on Facebook. Ellen Hervella Russell is that? I believe does that so. sound about right. Um, we've we've um, substitute instructed as well as attended her classes on Fridays at uh, Finley Community Center in Santa Rosa. So we knew a good majority I would say of the people who showed up for the social okay yeah it's kind of nice when you know who your people are <laughs> it makes it a little bit easier when you're we're doing requests so you had brought your whiteboard with uh, the erasable markers so that people can write down the dances that they wish to dance Dolly was kind enough to email us a list of both the beginner dances on one file and on a completely separate file a list of the intermediate dances that she has taught to one or both of the classes um, pretty much most of the beginner dance dances either myself or Ellen ran through a review real real quick uh, most of them were like maybe a wall if that um, just to kind of spark their memory as well as give the advanced dancers a chance to like you know, jump on the dance and follow it um, and enjoy it by the time it's coming to its conclusion. Um, but that was it. 
115 to 415 sound right yep. 115 to 415 and we started off with come dance with me gypsy queen a complete change the queen I'm free. Yeah. Bullfrog on a log. The classic happy dance. Love you more. Run me like a river. Lipstick tango. Sweet Caroline. We had a special new teach. Of. Hold on a sec. Cold little heart by Barbara Tobin. Wait, is that the same Barbara Tobin who's going to be teaching the biggest dance explosion this year? I have too many things talking about at once. Yes, Barbara Tobin will be teaching at Vegas Dance Explosion this coming or this year in November. Um, and of course, my phone decided that it wanted to do its own thing, so it decided to leave the page I was on. So my That's a sassy phone. Yeah, she she really does what she wants. The sparkles on the back, it just give it an attitude like I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I want when I want. Yeah, much like its owners. Um, Alright. So now this one, it looks like oh, Chris. There we go. Mm. <laughs> Let me help with that. Oh, is that the uh, air conditioning button? Oh. Or the defroster. It's it's to defog your window, oh, so you might be able to actually see while you're you're driving. I appreciate. It. I like to navigate by shape. <laughs> uh, Maybe sometime color. If it's bigger than a pigeon, I try to go around it. <laughs> to be fair, it's the size of a pigeon. You still try and go around it. Um, so after the special teach from Barbara of Cold Little Heart, we had Lonely Drum. Then we had a floor split of slowly, gently, softly in the back and Despacito EZ up front. Then we had Havana Cha, 11.59, Old and Gray, O'Carroll, Pull You Through, Blackpool by the Sea, Stitches, The Fighter EZ. By request, we had Can't Walk Away and K's for Kicks. We had Wakey Wakey. Then we had a review of a teach that Barbara Tobin did the previous month, uh, which was Just to Satisfy You, Sugar Honey IT, A Little Bit Lit, Whistle While You Work It, Won't Back Away, Pontoon, The Most Beautiful Girl, Hideaway Shaw, I Want a Spoon, Look Good Again, Rita's Waltz, Hello Dolly, and then we had a little bonus dance right at the end of Electric Love, because our friend Jamie had just learned it and she knew that Chris and I knew the dance and she really wanted a chance to practice it. So we had that on there as well. Um, What were your feelings on, in a way, maybe you could call it substitute hosting our own social? I absolutely loved it. I had so much fun. I really enjoy the idea of being a host. Uh, it's one of those things that I, I like. I like a reason to put on a party, especially a dance-related one. Um, I I always enjoy going through and teaching dances or reviewing dances real quick for people um, who might need that extra little bit of help. As well as I enjoy just going around and just making sure everybody's having a good time. It's 
one of the few things that um, I feel like I could be the most useful and helpful to people. Because I know sometimes it's it's hard to go up there and like request a song or a dance. Because uh, you don't know how many people are going to know it or anything like that. But if someone comes up to you and asks you, well, what do you want to hear? It really makes you feel special. I know when Patrick does that to us at Stoney's, it, it makes me feel like, oh, he's noticed that I'm not really dancing. And he wants me out there dancing. And he knows, you know, that that's why I came here. And so he took it upon himself to come find out what I would want to hear and I want to afford that same feeling to others having played DJ at both the social as well as uh, Dolly's class when she couldn't make it on Wednesday I found that the DJ really is on about a two or three minute leash uh, with each song because even if you get it Started and you might have another one queued up, anything could change. The person who requested it might leave, so you can't really go too far. And I didn't do that much dancing at the social or at the uh, the class for which I was kind of an impromptu DJ on Wednesday. However, however, as we have discussed in previous episodes, it seems like what is shaping out to be kind of like a purpose thing in my life is this idea of making sure that people can dance the dances that they want to dance. And on Sunday, that took the form of DJing because I was going back and forth between the lists of the uh, beginner and improver dances or uh, beginner and intermediate dances and playing requests. And I got through every single request that people actually knew the dances to. Uh, There would be a couple where I'd start them and they wouldn't know what foot it was on they wouldn't be able to get through the first 15 or 30 seconds or something they said oh that's all right uh we'll, we'll just do another one uh, but as far as the ones that they knew i got all their requests in and i felt really good about it. it didn't really matter about whether i was dancing or whether i was playing things that i wanted to hear and i've asked djs about that before like is there anything they want to hear and they're like, no it's just as long as everyone's happy and it's weird being a dancer and being in dancer mode thinking about what you want to dance that night because you're in a position to make all those requests it's hard to think like the DJ doesn't they don't care what gets played they just want people to be what is that about but then when you're actually back there pushing the buttons and trying to make sure the flow is is good and alternating between dances that different groups know uh, it really is exciting to be like oh I wasn't sure how this one was going to go over but look they're dancing to it hooray like you don't have to be out there for any or even uh, if you're if you're able all of them um, the way that you know you might when you're in dancer mode, which I was much more so on Saturday at uh, Cambria. That's where I was you know trying to follow dances or take all the lessons that I could so that I could help out on a wall, even if I had never done the dances before. Um, and just shifting around from like one position to the next or like early in the event at the social you know getting all the preparation putting out the basket so people could you know make their payment at the door or doing the sign-in sheets making sure all the tables were where they needed to be and make sure everybody had enough chairs uh all those things just putting on different hats taking them off putting them on uh doing walkthroughs it's it's all very exciting and it feels even better when you have some experience already uh to prepare you to do it even better so I like that we had an experience this Sunday 
to build from for when we decide you know, we're ready to put something um, perhaps more elaborate on ourselves. Yeah, I definitely agree with having fun, be wearing different hats, as well as being in different modes, kind of the same concept there. Um, I, I, like I said, I love being able to walk through dances with people so that they, they can confidently, or at least a little bit more confidently, attempt the dance and really enjoy it. Um, I don't mind calling out walls so that people can, you know, like do their best to follow along and really grab onto it as well as just, you know, making sure everybody's having a good time and just feel included essentially. Um, I liked the responsibility aspect of it, I guess you could say. Was there anything that you found that the events had in common in addition to the food table or was there anything that you learned from the different experiences that you had at the the different events um i don't know so much about like learned in a general sense i definitely like having more of the responsibility and being um kind of a go-to like person people can talk to or like I said you know like do a wall lead or walk through a dance um I like the ownership aspect of when it's something that I feel like I have the right to have that role I guess you could say um since Cambria was the first time I was you know definitely feeling it out and just kind of experiencing it um, from the new point of view whereas Dolly's because I knew the people before and I've taught in that room before and I've taught most of the people in that room before um, I felt like I can take more of that uh, role of leadership and someone that they can go to if they have any questions or if they need anything what about you? I, as I mentioned I, I like this idea that uh, we're getting it's, it's like when you're playing an RPG, a role-playing game, where you have different skill sets. And you can either just bulk everything into one skill set so that you're like this super strong warrior, but you can't cast magic and you can't do uh, rogue things or anything like that. Um, I feel like we are pretty balanced right now. You know, We're doing a little bit of choreography here and there. We're actually going to Fort Wayne to enter five dances into the competition. Six. Because you have one as well. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we're doing, definitely we're doing um, instructing. In fact, after that event, we had a uh, line dance club where we taught some classics this week, as well as uh, some new new dances and reviewed dances that we taught recently. Um, we are kind of sort of doing this. Maybe we can kind of event manage if we have a venue and music and people and food and all that good stuff. Um DJing, I definitely did some of that this past week, uh, and I, I, I like that. Like you say, you know, we can be the go-to's for anything, anything that needs to be done, even if it's stuffing packets and registration envelopes. You know, it's something that we can say, "Oh yeah, we've done that before," or you know, we've distributed these before when people come to to check in. So we can do. I like this idea that we can do anything that is needed at any time, um, and every time we do it, we just get better. Speaking of different hats. That is another thing that we were able to announce to Line Dance Club 
uh, this past Wednesday. Line dance and social media. And social media. Would you like to uh, to break the news to those, uh, as Lorraine Brown would say, further afield? <laughs> further afield. I like it. Um, well, if you want to give me the pleasure of announcing that uh, you and I officially can announce, finally, I'm very excited about this, that we will be teaching at Stagecoach 2018. So this year, April, I believe it's April 27th through the 29th. It's a huge three-day country concert um, event where there's tons of different country artists performing each day and they have a special place called the honky tonk tent in which they have all sorts of line dancing partner dancing square dancing um fun lessons and we were invited this year to join the instructional staff so i'm very much looking forward to uh that experience getting up there um i definitely found it a little bit more challenging to figure out which dances to teach um, and submit. It's it's a new feeling for me because you know line dance club or uh, even at Hot Monk in Nevada or Twin Oaks in Pengrove, we definitely have that freedom of choosing what we teach. And there's no one saying that we have to teach one thing over the other. So we do certainly think about like who we're going who's going to be there and uh, what their dance level experience might be and try and cater towards them. But it's also a little bit of a smaller group. And they're kind of up for just about any kind of dance. Like, it doesn't have to be country. It doesn't have to be hip-hop. It doesn't, you know, it's like it can be any kind of music. They're just excited to be there to dance. And with this being a country festival, you and I thought more along the lines of uh, we should probably think of some country dances just to kind of go with the theme. And, you know, this way people can really, really enjoy what's going on there. And so finding dances that's going to be easy enough for the inexperienced dancers but challenging enough for the experienced dancers to enjoy was a little bit tricky. And I kind of actually really enjoyed the process of hunting through and trying to figure out which ones might be a good teach. Um, and then bless our line dance club's hearts, letting us use them as guinea pigs to see how long it would take us to teach certain dances. Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the next couple months of everything that we've got going on. I remember a while back we were talking about uh, you know, if we were going to go to Pigeon Forge or uh, Sacramento or Arizona, all these different places that we were thinking about. Then we thought, you know, it feels like things are getting really good and they're just going to get even better around here. Maybe we should just stay a while longer and see what happens. And I feel like things have just gotten really good lately. And they're just, you know, rising from here. Agreed. Um, I'm very much looking forward to doing a little bit more research to starting our own class um, in our area that will attend, essentially build on the other classes that are going on. So like Dolly's and Ellen's and Anita's and just kind of overlap a little bit of some of the lessons but also bring some new stuff so that each one has a little bit of different flavor to it but you know it's, it's all very unified and enjoyable um, I've definitely discovered that dancing and teaching dance is a strong passion of mine and I would like to see how much further I can personally take it um, and I know you've said many a times 
anything so that somebody gets to dance the dance they want. So that's definitely up our alley. We, we're in the works of communicating with other event managers in hopes of securing another teaching spot at maybe one of our other favorite events coming up here in the next uh, year. That would be really cool. Um, so fingers crossed on that, that we get to make more announcements like this. Any other thoughts? Yes, I would like to extend a special thanks to you, uh, co-pilot, for all of these travels with me to Boots and Buckles and then Cambria and then locally to the social and then now here we are in a rental car on our way from the airport to Fort Wayne, Indiana and you have had to juggle this microphone and my laptop which has both Winamp with Shoutcast on it for uh, where we broadcast live as well as Mixcraft uh, which records all of our episodes for later and this is all uh, I'm sure new for you to be behind the driver's seat of as you sit here in the passenger seat. So thank you for taking care of uh, all, all these technical details for the show this week. Aw, thanks. I love traveling and it makes it a whole lot more fun when you, when you have a travel buddy and a travel buddy that you genuinely like traveling with. That's another thing. Because I've had travel buddies that are uh, more stress. <laughs> around for the ejector seat yeah pretty much the i will slow down and just shove you out no um <laughs> fortunately i've never had that feeling towards you so that's good <laughs> um i did know that it was uh, a little weird knowing that we were on the same plane today but two rows away from each other so you had that oh i'm traveling with someone but i'm alone at the same time feeling it was kind of interesting I definitely prefer when we get to sit next to each other, but at least the seats were nice and reclining and um, padded, and um, I ended up paying, I think, a couple dollars extra for the window seat, which was totally worth it, because I got some really gorgeous photos out of it. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend. A little nervous about the competition, but that's because I'm competing a new piece with bracken as opposed to you which is definitely different um but i'm excited because a bunch of our friends have learned the dance so there's going to be a group of us out there uh sassing it up i don't say so myself so um other than that i i look forward to recapping this adventure uh next thursday any other thoughts i think that's all that's all for me until we hit the uh the big button on the win amp there yep Okay, well, uh, from from Christopher Gonzalez with Megan Barcelia of Line Dance Podcast on Move Radio. I guess uh, we will look forward to the next time that we see, see you, you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.